0: I was a guest at someone's house for lunch and they asked everyone to name an act of kindness that resonates with them. The question confused me and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say something theoretical, like I think hospitality is kind, or something specific to my own life and actions. It seemed like others interpreted the question as the latter so I kind of grasped at straws and just talked about what I do that matters to me. I blurted out, I am an anti-trafficking activist, although to me motherhood is the ultimate act of kindness. The truth is I do not talk about my blog in real life and the whole thing made me feel nervous. What am I going to do, get into the theft of cerebrospinal fluid and how someone might not remember it until years after it occurred? Keep in mind the reaction when I have tried to talk about these things. It's been revulsion most of the time, as well as disbelief. Let's face it, most people aren't ready to handle such things. A long time ago there was a girl who was being abused in a part of Brooklyn called Williamsburg. This is an extremely religious Jewish part of town. The abuser was on the modesty patrol if you can believe it. He took this girl and attacked her in private repeatedly. The details are revolting. It was all over the news. The victim and her boyfriend became the pariahs. But in the end Necomia Weberman went on trial, and was sentenced to more than 100 years in prison. You weren't supposed to talk about sexual abuse is my point. Even if you were the victim. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz warned parents in Israel that a pedophile was living in their community. He did the right thing. We know that they are statistically few in number but they tend to re-offend at high rates. So if you knowingly allow them access to kids, you are essentially enabling the trafficking of kids to them. But the pedophile sued him for what he said. Israel doesn't have a sex offender registry. It took years but the rabbi finally won the suit. We were at someone else's house for lunch, a completely different family. The subject of child sexual abuse came up in connection with a certain rabbi. The victim had come forward and the parents were vilified by the community. It got so bad they had to move out of town. They and their child were the people who needed care and support. Yet they were attacked for speaking inappropriately against a beloved educator. An elderly woman at the table said that such reports were nonsense because the rabbi could never do something like that. My husband spoke up. You're wrong, he said. Anyone can be an abuser. It was getting tense in the room there were something like 20 people at the table. There were kids at the end of the table. Nobody wants them to get upset or to hear things that could traumatize them, God forbid. Another woman spoke up and quietly tried to explain to the elderly woman that my husband was telling the truth. I looked around the room. If only they knew, I thought. Or maybe they do know and it's not polite conversation, I thought. Either way it felt out of control. Good, uh. That's how change happens. The host said something. Well there are two sides to every story. We don't know the truth. But overwhelmingly, children do not make accusations like this. That is why predators get away with it. The stories are all out there and the details would make you vomit whether you're in polite company or alone. I have heard these stories for more than a decade and they leave me mentally and spiritually broken each time. I tell them to make it stop. When I look back at the history of my writing these past few years I see much that would make for an uncomfortable moment in polite society. It isn't just the gruesome abuse of children. It's the quiet murder of nursing home patients by housing them with patients who were infected with COVID-19. It's the forcing of masks onto little children. It's the flooding of America with violent gang members. It's the corruption that sends acres of drugs quietly into the bodies of children, making them commit heinous acts. It's the way that people ally themselves with whoever has the money, because they think that there is no value in being a God-fearing patriot. I tried to talk about things that matter on Medium, Twitter and LinkedIn. I got back onto Medium but am now off the other two, not by choice. I kept getting content warnings on Facebook and Instagram. I left plus I didn't want Facebook spying on me. I know, I know, they protect your data. Sure. I went briefly on Gab, Getter, and Telegram. Then these services were targeted as being allied with white supremacists, if you are a patriot this is what they call you. I became afraid that the FBI would call me an extremist. For a period of years I heard weird clicking sounds on my phone. I stepped off these services. I am not crazy, extremist, violent or bad. I just want to protect the children. I want my America back, too. Dash. By Dr. Danielle, Dossi, Blumenthal. All opinions are the author's own. Public Domain.